Hello, friends. Uncle Marv here with a very special episode of the IT Business Podcast. While I am here at the Pax 8 Beyond Conference, I've run into a couple of good friends and people that I thought, hey, we should do a little talk. And that is what is happening now. This is your good friend, your favorite technology lawyer, Bradley Gross is in the house. Brad, how are you, sir? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. It's so good to see that you have your uh, your entire setup right here in, in the pavilion. I love it. Right, right in the uh, you're getting pedestrian traffic. Yep, it is nice. Uh, right in the view of people to where I can. Hey, hey, I know you. Come here. I love it. I love it. And then you know. People are passing by saying, who's Marv interviewing? Who's yeah. the interviewer? So they're <laughs> all standing right. around watching. It. Yeah. It's good stuff. Uh, so now, I didn't expect to see you here, actually. You're, you're not one of the presenting you know, speakers or anything. Know, can like. you believe it? That's crazy. <laughs> I was shocked. I'm like, Bradley goes somewhere without being a center of attention. Without being a keynote. <laughs> That's right. No, it was, uh, you know, this is their inaugural event, and they decided to keep all their speakers in-house. And it's fine. It, you know, it worked out well. I'm here for two reasons. First, because, candidly speaking, you can't call yourself one of the top MSP attorneys and then not go to these events um, because this is where you learn about the industry. This is where you learn about the trends, the new vendors, their products, their services, their offerings, and so on. So you have to go to these things just to, to stay relevant. Yep. Uh, the other reason why I'm here is that I was participating in a lot of the uh, individual peer groups. So although I wasn't a speaker at the, at the event, I was uh, a participant in the peer group. So it really worked out well. All right. Good, good. Now, most people know you from either being on the show here or from your technology broadcast or from just simply being uh, aware of your MSA knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's kind of talk a little bit about that. Is there anything new that has happened with you and your business? So, Well, um, I would say that while it's not um, new that's happened – what we are emphasizing and re-emphasizing to MSPs is the fact that your, your agreement has to cover reality, right? That we don't just have agreements for when things go wrong. We have agreements to give us guidance, to give us direction on a day-to-day, week-to-week basis. And, you know, it's a, it's a great, you see these things in, in focus and it really um, becomes readily apparent when you attend these kinds of sessions and you're talking to MSPs. And they're saying, listen, I have this situation. Here's what happened, A, B, C. Or I had another thing, you know, whatever it might be. And they're going on with these different fact patterns. And you think, okay, these are the realities that an agreement should cover. So I find it great in that it helps reaffirm the fact that I'm on the right path, that I'm, you know, producing agreements and working with MSPs to cover realities. And it also allows me to see what the new realities are, right? Are they regulatory? Are they security-related? Are they co-managed, environment-related? What are they? And it helps me keep my finger on the pulse. So one of the things you talked about is reality. And, you know, in the past, I think people would just think, yeah, I'll just download a template, I'll change the names, and that's it. And then they never change it, you know, five years, 10 years, 20 years. Right. Um, and full disclosure for the listeners, if this is the first time that you're listening to this podcast, uh, 
I do have Bradley Gross as my attorney, and we've got our MSA uh, scope of work and a couple of the little addendum <laughs> items that we did that I, I don't know how many changes an MSP you know, may call you about and say, hey, something's changed. I got to tweak this. Um, I think when I talked to you last, it was a pretty unique change where it was a subcontractor of a client and an agreement and an amendment. It was, it was kind of weird. We had to go back and forth a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you find that that happens a lot with you know, just our industry or larger MSPs? Because when I did it, I'm thinking, you know, I'm a little guy. Why should I have to make all these changes? Yeah, happens all the time. And this industry, the MSP industry, is very unique in that. Truly unique um, in that there are, as an MSP, there are services that you provide, and then there are services that you facilitate or resell. And they're very different. Okay? So with that in mind, you are trying to offer a service to a customer that might be in a particular vertical market, that has its own specific needs, and you're trying to match that customer with all of the different vendors that you facilitate or, or resell services for. So you're constantly trying to map and remap and improve and become more efficient and so forth. There are so many moving parts at all times that, yes, it is not unusual for the circumstances that you just talked about to arise, and similar ones. It happens all the time. It's not a static industry. It's very dynamic. Yes. And your agreement has to be creative enough to accommodate that kind of dynamic movement. Sweet. All right. Let's shift gears now. We, we talked about the fact that I didn't expect to see you here. You're yeah. here. You talked about why you're here. But what are your impressions of the event uh, while you're here? Okay. So I'll tell you, while I was waiting to chat with you, I actually wrote down Uh-oh. my impressions. I notes. wrote them down on my little <laughs> iPad. Yes, I took notes while I was waiting. Um, I'll tell you this. This is probably the best inaugural MSP-centric event I've ever attended. Okay. And I've attended dozens and dozens of them over almost 20 years um, uh, in, in my career. And I have a top five oh. reason why Holy cow. this is so good. <laughs> And, uh, you know, and kudos to the organizers. I should have gotten a bell on the sound pad. You should have gotten a bell, exactly. <laughs> and it's funny, as I'm saying this, we see Rob Ray in the distance. He should come over and listen to this. So here's what I think, okay? Talking about the PaxAid Beyond event. First, I have found, and it's been about a day and a half now, I have found that this event is more MSP-focused than most other events of its size and type, meaning it is not a big infomercial. It's, you know, they're not just selling their solutions. They're actually offering MSP-related solutions, MSP education, and so on. Um, uh, so that's first. It's not a big infomercial. And I've heard that from a lot of the attendees as well. Number two, and these are in no particular order. By the way, this is just Brad Gross's top five of the PAX 8 event. Number two. I think that the attendees are genuinely interested in learning. They didn't come here to be sold a service. They didn't come here just to get more swag. The people that we've spoken to um, at lunch, just walking around, you know, the pavilion, you talk, they are genuinely interested in learning and improving their business, whether they're a new S- uh, uh, MSP or an existing. It, it just seems to be they've attracted a group 
that's genuinely interested in learning. So they found a good group. Okay. Third, venue. I like it. Gaylord <laughs> Resort here. You know what? And, and I was just telling this to one of my colleagues that sometimes these events are held in large venues like in Vegas, right? right? A Vegas hotel. Between the rooms and the meeting locales, the venue, you're walking almost a mile. And people get lost in the, you know, in the attractions there, whether it's gambling or shows or this and that. People drop off. Here, everything is roomy enough so you have space, but not so far away that you can't find things. That is true. And it's a gorgeous venue. I mean, oh, it's beautiful. There is, I mean, it's truly a resort. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you been to the uh, other Gaylords, uh, the one in Orlando and I've been Dallas. to the one in Orlando yeah. and the one uh, in Nashville. Okay. Land, I believe. Yeah. I've not been to that one. So I, I, I'm, I'm going to say the three that I've been to, this is the nicest. It, it, uh, yes, I would agree with that. And it's just a well-kept venue. Yeah. It's just well-kept. You don't walk in going, well, it's a little old-fashioned. No, this, this place is all right. No, and it's been here a while, and it's organized well. Like you said, you, you, you don't have to walk far to get from one end to the other, especially from your room to the, to the conference center, and very nice. Yep. Two other reasons. Okay. Here we go. Number four. Number, number four. The credibility of the players that are organizing this. And I'm mm. not just talking about Rob, but he has tremendous street yep. credibility. Uh, I'm talking about the consultants that are in Pax 8, the ones that are running the sessions themselves. Um, they're known to the audience. They've been working in these industries for years and years. So you mention their names, and people instantly recognize who they are and what they bring to the table. So the credibility of the people as both knowledgeable and value add um, it's really great okay. it's top notch nice last one is let me see if i can read my own writing yes here it is it's not only well done everything from the badges that were that are around our neck right i mean even in the back i know this isn't a video show right but on the back they have how to connect to the Wi-Fi. They have the network, they have the password, they have a download to the app yep. and the app is actually a pretty good app it's straightforward it's not overly complicated it actually works so not only is it well run but the organizers are interested in improving i have had more than one of the directors of this event come up to me and say what do you think you know what should we do better next year uh, you know as you said Marv, i've spoken at a lot of these events and i could not remember the last time when one of the organizers came up to me and said how can we improve you know it, well, it's usually a survey after the fact, or it's one particular person asking. Here, it's everybody asking, and everybody seems to have a personal stake in the success. And, you know, not because it was told, hey, you've got to do this. I think it's a genuine ask that everybody's like, hey, I'm in this for the long haul. What do we need to do to keep getting better? Agreed. So. Agreed. And so I think that, uh, you know, uh, event number two, I guess, next year will be, uh, we'll see how much they've integrated the yeah. comments and so forth. But as a first out of the box, you know, stepping into the arena kind of event, this, this was really a tremendous, a tremendous venue, really well done. So congratulations to them. All right. So I normally don't ask you about your relationship with vendors or, or others in the industry. Uh, I've seen you a couple of times around and it seems that now, granted, you're not participating, so that, I mean, I mean, you did participate, but it's not like a marquee thing where, you know, you you have to do your thing and people don't get to see you. You're out and about and socializing. 
probably a little bit more than usual. So how does that feel from your perspective coming here, kind of being an attendee yeah, and still interacting with everybody? Yeah, it's a totally different experience because sometimes when you're just a speaker, you sit in this ivory tower, you know, you, you, you tell the people what they need to know and, and that's it. As an attendee, you walk around, you get to talk to the vendors, you get to evaluate speakers yourself and so forth. Um, I'll tell you, I'm, I'm server, I'm sorry, I'm service agnostic. So I'm not beholden to any particular um, uh, solution provider and so on. But I'll tell you that as an attendee, the providers that have been here have done a great job in educating. It's not just an infomercial. Um, you know, I, I, and I don't know how to explain why they act differently here than they do at other conferences. I wish I had the end. But, it, you know, it's, it's not, this is what our product is and we're wonderful and just accept it. The vendors that I've heard speak want to know about an MSP and its needs and its values and so forth. And then they try to show how their solution fits into that paradigm. Um, and I think that, I don't know, maybe it's the size, maybe it's that it's a little bit smaller than the monster shows that we've seen, right. so it's a more intimate setting, though it's not by any means a small venue. But I really find that it's interesting, and I'm, and I'm able to see behind the scenes that these vendors are interested in helping MSPs. Yeah, and it's a viewpoint that I don't normally see. And it also, like I said earlier, helps me learn what is important to an MSP, what's on its radar screen, both short and long term. So I'm really enjoying it. All right. Now, on that note, when you said, you know, getting to learn what's important, you usually get some of that when they're asking you to put together their MSA, their contract, and all of that. Do you get a different vibe this time around as you're talking to MSPs? Because I'm sure they're still asking you, hey, I got this question, but is there a little different vibe in how they're asking you the questions? Well, you mean when you say a different vibe in how they're asking it? Well, because normally when you're a speaker, I mean, it's, it is known for a fact that, okay, this is what you spoke about, but my situation's different. Can you tell, you know, that sort of a thing. But here, you know, you're able to, you know, from my, I guess I'm thinking you're a little bit more free right. to discuss anything. So, And I'm not being pigeonholed just into the topic on which I spoke. Right. Right. So, yes, you're 100% right. I am fielding questions, not just in agreements. Uh, but employment-related questions, merger and acquisition-related uh, questions, uh, logistic-related questions. So it is a, um, it's definitely a different outlook. And um, um, I guess people might even feel I'm more approachable when I'm here just as an attendee <laughs> as opposed to a speaker. Right. Uh, so yeah, for sure, for okay. sure. Now, more approachable also could mean that you're usually a busy person. You're all over the place. I'm always a busy person. You had your world tour. Was it last year I called it the world tour? Where you were yeah, everywhere. A little bit, yeah. I was everywhere. Uh, this past, I've been to seven cities in the past two months. Yeah. Okay. Still um, still out and about. Now, you, along with your podcast, we're going to be doing some more things, uh, having some more uh, Zoom meetings, uh, things of that nature. Did that actually happen? I didn't get invited. So I haven't had more Zoom meetings, but I can tell you that a lot of my time has been taken up drafting a new book I'm coming out with, which we could talk about if you'd like, um, 
And, you know, surprisingly, as much as I write and as much as I thought, oh, I'm going to write this book, it's going to be no problem. It takes a long time. Oh. <laughs> it really takes a long time. And, and I've had to put a lot of other things aside, including the podcast, but we're going to relaunch a whole new set of episodes on the podcast. So that's coming up. And uh, I am always interested in feedback, including yours, right. about, you know, what we can do and how we can do it bigger and better and, and more often. So, yeah, a lot of exciting things coming up, like I said, including the book. Um, well, and tell I us a little bit. What can you tell us about the book? I mean, I know that you're not obviously done writing it. You're not promoting it yet. Right. But what can you, as a you know, preview, sure. what's happening with the book? Sure, I appreciate that. So here's the deal. I have written hundreds of articles in the industry. I have done dozens and dozens of podcasts on my own, not just this one, but I'm saying on my own. And... Um, what, I'm, what I've decided to do is create a compendium of the greatest or most relevant uh, articles and podcasts, and, and I'm going to put them in a book, and they're going to be categorized, categorized by um, group, like what it pertains to, maybe agreements, um, uh, corporate, uh, co-managed, whatever it might be. And I've decided that before each article, I'm putting in my own narrative about what I was trying to talk about in that particular article okay. at the time it was published, how relevant it is to mm. today, and whether I was right or wrong. Oh, right? Because there are some things that I can tell you that in the past, I, I'm not going to say I was wrong, but I'm going to say that my position has changed over time. My outlook has changed in light of other you know, well, we've talked events. about it. Our industry is dynamic, so right. you, you have to change with it. So that right. would be a very good thing to hear, right. your perspective on how you feel things have sure. changed. I mean, I'll give you a, a, like a, a, an example. MFA, years and years ago, when MFA was not shipped on, it wasn't turned on automatically by, by Microsoft by default, by Amazon and so forth, then the question is, is MFA a standard of care that MSPs have to think about. Should you be worried if you didn't turn it on, right, and something happened? Right. Well, no one else was turning it on. No one else had it on by default. That position now has changed, right? Now even Microsoft is shipping its products with MFA defaulting to the on position. Right. Okay, so that has evolved. It's not that we were wrong in the past. It's that if I were writing the same article today, it might be very different. So that's what I'm talking about in the book, how things have changed. Okay, well, I'm going to say this in the best way I can. Uh, when that book is ready, you need to let me know. <laughs> we'll be talking about it. Yours will be the first podcast to do. All right. Sounds great. Fantastic. Um, so we'll be looking forward to that, looking more to, uh, forward to more podcasts. And uh, it's great to have you on again. It's been Thank a while. You. Yeah. Thank you. So, Same here. I still have the mug that you gave me for the award that the I won award, for best yeah. podcast of well, what, 2022? Uh, you know, I, was, I wasn't going to bring that up, but I was going to tell you, we need to get you back on to see if you can repeat. Count because. me in. <laughs> Count me in. I want another mug. You want another mug. I want another nice, mug. Nice. All right, sir. Well, thank you for uh, stopping by, hanging out. And I'm, I'm going to say that you're probably here because the weather's not so great or else you'd be <laughs> outside, right? <laughs> We'd all be outside, but that's okay. You know what? Denver needs the, needs the water. Yeah. So... so. All right. Well, Brad, uh, thanks for uh, hanging out, and we'll see each other when we get back to Florida. It's amazing. 
We see each other more outside of the state sure. than we do. We have to change that. <laughs> right. And, uh, well, maybe we'll come and uh, start broadcasting from your studio there. I like it. Or have you at my studio. I like that, too. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right. So, Bradley Gross, folks, uh, anything you need with contracts, MSA agreements, scope of work, uh, all those other things he mentioned. Transactional uh, work of all kinds. Yeah, that'll yeah. be great. So, Thank uh, you, buddy. Go on. Enjoy some more fun. Hey, Giles. We're going to sign off here and uh, be back soon. Talk to you later. Holla.